0: Welcome to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. This week on CBS Face the Nation, host Maggie Brennan and Victoria Nuland, the Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs, continue to saber rattle as the US makes a case for yet another round of economic sanctions in the lead up to war against so-called Russian aggression. We'll also, be checking out Sunday morning propaganda at our favorite feel good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where correspondent David Pogue interviews attorney Brian Stevenson, who has helped to save 145 wrongly convicted prisoners from execution, which is good, and helped build Montgomery, Alabama's National Memorial for Peace and Justice, which is good, but insists on equating the history of slavery and racial violence in the South. To present day penal injustices in the United States to help perpetuate the divisive nature of critical race theory. Also be tearing into the Sunday New York Times showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterized the facts to mislead the public. I'll be going over the weekend headlines all the next 30 minutes. But first, I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. The word of the day is PsyOps.
1: Military operations usually aimed at influencing the enemy's state of mind through non-combative means.
0: And the reason I bring up PSYOPs is we're always talking about propaganda here, and people don't realize that it's a well-established fact that they are well-funded entities that are using propaganda against you. Now, this is from Go Army Psychological Operations. These soldiers are known for their communication expertise using unconventional tactics to persuade and influence foreign allies and enemies in support of U.S. Army objectives. Um, But they do, not necessarily the Army, but they are other well-funded government agencies that um, do the same thing, perform psychological operations on the American public. That includes the CIA, in particular, also the FBI, and also other branches and private entities that use taxpayer dollars. Now, also from Merriam Webster, we have what is called Psy War. And I think Psy War is a better term to describe what's going on. And because usually psychological operations or Psy Ops are reserved for military, or in particular, the U.S. military, and in particular, military intelligence in the US army but psywar is a better definition because psywar means psychological warfare now from psychological warfare in wikipedia psywar or the basic aspects of the modern psychological operations psyop which is our word of the day have been known by many other names or terms including military information support operations psyops hearts and minds, and propaganda. The term is used to denote any action which is practiced mainly by psychological methods with the aim of evoking planned psychological reaction in other people. Also from Wikipedia, psychophysics quantitatively investigates the relationship between the physical stimuli and the sensations and perceptions they produce. Psychophysics Psychophysics. describes the described as a scientific study of the relation between stimulus and sensation, or more completely, the analysis of perceptual processes by studying the effects of subject experience or behavior of systematically varying the properties of the stimulus along with one or more physical dimensions. Now, take a minute to chew on that.
1: Less than 3% of you people read books!
0: And our reading recommendation of the week is PSYOP, the Military Psychological Operations Manual, now, written by a top-secret U.S. Army procedural manual and released under the Freedom of Information Act, this manual describes the step-by-step processes recommended to control and contain the minds of the enemy and the general public alike. Within these 180 pages, you will read in complete detail the missions of the PSYOP as well as the PSYOP roles, policy stri- strategies, and core tasks. Also included are the logistics and communication procedures used to ensure the right people get the right information who are the right people but they always kind of dilute uh the truth about these conspiracies with uh fantastical conspiracy theories like this book saucer swastikas and psyops a history of a breakaway civilization hidden aerospace technologies and psychological operations this is this in itself is a psychological operation this book And we get right into the headlines from the Washington Post. U.S. and allies debate the intelligence on how quickly Putin will order an invasion of Ukraine or whether he will at all. This is an article by Shane Harris, John Hudson, Ellen Nakashima. As Russia amasses tens of thousands of troops on the border of Ukraine, along with tanks, artillery, and missiles capable of striking the capital, officials in Washington, Kiev, and across Europe are debating the likelihood and timing of an invasion. It says it goes on to say in one camp, officials in Washington, London, and within Ukraine's national security establishment are convinced that Russia's strike is imminent. But Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, is not persuaded the U.S. uh, and Western intelligence have shown him uh, what they have shown him, have backed up uh, their dire assessments. And uh, the president of Ukraine is realizing he's becoming a puppet in a wider conflict. So, and most of us know, if you look at the satellite images and you look at the actual intelligence, there's no indication, and even Vladimir Putin himself said, I'm not going to invade. Um, So where exactly are they getting the assessment? He is massing troops within his own borders, which is fine, but if you saw the satellite images, all the equipment is mostly parked and snow-covered. From Gizmodo, the FBI reportedly considered buying Spyware that could hack any phone in the U.S. U.S. agencies considered buying Phantom, a previously unknown spyware system from the NSO group, even after ongoing allegations of misconduct emerged. From popular science, an inside look of how one person could control a swarm of 130 robots. Virtual reality and artificial intelligence helped this daunting task. In this article by Kelsey Atherton, From Fox News, Border Patrol agents get into heated exchange with leadership during Mallorca's visit. Leaked video shows border agents are charged that you keep releasing criminal aliens into the country. U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz got into a tense back and forth with agents in Laredo, Texas Friday as Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mallorca paid a visit. From the Washington Post, IRS plan to scan your face prompts anger in Congress, confusion among taxpayers. There's an article by Drew Harwell. Millions of Americans could soon have to scan their faces to access their internal revenue tax accounts. One government's biggest expansions yet of facial recognition software into people's everyday lives. Part of the robot takeover. Imagine that, uh, having to have artificial intelligence scan your face for access to anything. From USA Today, police attacked in at least five states in about a week are officers being targeted. Actually, is this a conspiracy? Is there planning going in um, to some of these attacks? At least 10 law enforcement officers were shot or killed, mostly around U.S. cities, in about a week. In what criminal justice reform advocates and police unions describe as byproduct of a national violent crime crisis, um, which uh, the right has been talking about for years. From the Daily Mail, the speed camera nightmare that's coming to America, how the UK's hated war on motorists costing drivers $56 million in fines every year, provides a chilling glimpse of what's in store for under Pete Buttigieg's plan. yes in the transportation infrastructure plan, cameras, and more control over your uh, autonomous vehicles. Not your autonomous vehicles, your um, automobile, because the automobile will cease to become the automobile and will be a government pod that you get to ride in if your social credit score is high enough. From the Associated Press, thousands in Ottawa protest COVID mandates, many rebuked. Most people have heard about the trucker convoy. Even the New York Times reported on it. Thousands of protesters gathered in Canada's capital on Saturday to protest vaccine mandates, masks, and lockdowns. It's a part of the ongoing protest around the world. This is the global resistance standing up to the global plan to enslave you. Or at the very least, take away your individual liberty. That means freedom, folks. Some parked on the grounds of the National War Memorial and danced to the tomb of the unknown soldier. Others carried signs and flags with swastikas. With swastikas? Of course, is the Associated Press. Um, They're really trying to demonize uh, this movement. In any case, um, there was the world's largest convoy of trucks, some 65,000 vehicles, which crossed Canada in protest to uh, the coronavirus, we should just call them the COVID restrictions, uh, which is basically medical martial law. People haven't been using that term a lot, and that's exactly what it is. And so they ended up in the capital of Ottawa to protest the government of, of, with all the lockdowns and restrictive authoritarian measures, and now Associated Press is trying to demonize them with using the word swastika. From CBS News, Joni Mitchell joining Neil Young in protest over Spotify. So if people don't know this story, um, Joe Rogan has been standing up for the truth, the truth about vaccines and the truth about coronavirus. And Neil Young um, said, if you don't take Joe Rogan off his Joe Rogan's popular podcast, uh, the most popular podcast in the world, mind you. And uh, Neil Young said, um, if you who is Neil Young, the musician, if you don't take Joe Rogan off Spotify, who is ascending as a media personality, he gets like 11 million views a day or per episode. On average, and this old washed up rock and roll star, Neil Young, said, If you don't take down Joe Rogan, I'm going to leave, I'm going to pull all my music off Spotify. Well, uh, Spotify said, You're washed up, and this guy's ascending. Uh, See you later, Neil Young. And so now Joni Mitchell has joined Neil Young. Joni Mitchell is also also a a hippie singer, uh, old uh, classic rock type stuff. And, uh, she joined Neil Young. And I think also Nils Lofgren joined, uh, and, and good for them, whatever. You're not even aligning with the truth. It's like the Howard Stern effect, all these old washed up media personalities, um, you know, are going along with the vaccine. You're so dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, again, from the Associated Press, uh, Beijing seals off more residential areas. Uh, report twelve cases. So what they're doing? This is a psyop. Um, they have China set forth. Um, you have China set forth um, these restrictions for COVID. These authoritarian restrictions, and then the globe just follows. So it's like a show and tell for most people out there. So they see what's happening in China, and they go, oh, that's okay. We can just bring that here because that's going to make us safe. From France 24, Mark of the Antichrist, Greek holy men sow vaccine mistrust. And this is what most of us who have read the Bible, uh, we know about what's happening here. This is the prophetic Mark of the Beast, And uh, this vaccine thing. So if if you read the Bible um, or if you haven't, just go to uh, Revelations, the book of Revelations, and it will tell you that um, it'll describe the mark of the beast. And sure enough, that the social credit score is it. And if you don't know what the social credit score is, social credit score is basically a certificate of vaccination ID, COVID, Vaccine skepticism is a rampant part in the country's north. This is in Greece, where clerics and monks play a key role in the lives of their followers, often serving as a personal confessor. In any case, it goes on to say that these monks and priests in Greek, excuse me, in Greece, uh, say it's the mark of the beast, which all religious organizations—if if your religious organization is based on the Bible—and you don't see that this is the mark of the book, uh, mark of the beast from the book of Revelations—read um, the Bible again. And, and I assume that most people that are involved in Christian religion have read the Bible at least once. From CNN, Trump teases a presidential run and dangles pardons for the January 6th rioters at Texas rally. The real. Nobody's reporting this. the real story is that Trump got almost 50,000 people at his latest rally that's the that's a record for him over 50,000 people he says 80,000 but over uh, tens of thousands of people showed up for this rally in Texas in this little town of Conroy it doesn't matter what he says this guy got. Close to sixty thousand people, fifty thousand people. It's popular populism. I'm going to turn to the New York Times really quickly now. Go through the stories. Uh, this is from the business section. It's a column called Work Friend. Um, I think it's by Rock, Roxanne Gay. When your office decides the pandemic is over, the burden shouldn't be to uh, shouldn't be on you to draw boundaries, but you will have to do it. And so, of course, this is the New York Times. uh, It's about this woman who works in a office and uh, she's a leftist in the midst of a bunch of conservatives. And everybody's like the pandemic's over because they know epidemiology and how the arc of a virus um, or a pandemic happens. And so we're all aware that we're the endemic stages of the disease, which means it's going to be around forever. But uh, low uh, prevalence and danger, but some of those safety mongers, like this woman who is in this office, is like you know walking around with six masks inside, and she 's double and triple and quadruple vaxed, and she doesn't understand why everybody' like, "You know we're done with this, um, just on a, a liberty level, why people are done with this, and, and the moral moral, the psychological exhaustion under these conditions. So people are done and they're willing to take the risk, which it should have been, they should have been mitigating and, and evaluating their risk. Like in the beginning, I mean, we all thought we all knew it was a bio weapon and we were scared at first. And then we realized, well, it's a low effect bioweapon. weapon. So again, to the antichrist, <laughs> reawakening the antichrist and other lost operas. This is from the music, from the arts and style section from, uh, Under the music column, reawakening the Antichrist and other lost opera gems, it can be challenging to revive forgotten works like Antichrist, which is a German play from the 20s or 30s. Um, But the absence of entrenched traditions can be liberating. So again, there's this open um, worship of Lucifer or Satan or whatever, if you know his real name, don't call it out. This is just a way of exposing... um, Asatan, to be at openly adversarial to um, Jehovah. From the politics section, um, America woman accused a prominent role in Islamic state. Um, okay, this is a great story that nobody's um, concentrating on. Prosecutors said, Allison Fluke Ekren, a former teacher from Kansas, provided military training to women and young girls in Syria. Um Can anybody smell intelligence operative? They always make it seem like, oh, this guy, Lind, and all these people, they were in with the Taliban, and they weren't. I mean, some aren't, but most are uh, associated with intelligence agents. So the FBI arrested this woman um, because it it had already become clear that this woman had become uh, a battalion commander with ISIS. This is an article by Adam Goldman. As COVID shots for kids stall, appeals are aimed at wary parents. Now, listen to this article. It is up to the media, apparently, and the establishment to convince you you need to get your kids vaccinated, even though they're not at uh, risk for mortality. Getting more young school-age children vaccinated is crucial for ending the pandemic, public health officials say, and many are focusing on that group. Um, They're trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible so there's no control group. If everybody's dying of heart attacks, um, you know, they could just say, well, it's something else. Democrats decried dark money, then won with it in 2020, A New York Times analysis reveals that the left outdid the right at raising and spending millions from undisclosed donors to defeat Donald Trump and win power in Washington. don't have to go any further than that. Um, The Democratic Party sold out to corporate interests in the 1970s, if you didn't know. So that's the reality of that. Also, there's a history of racism in the Democratic Party. Um, I mean, now they represent the establishment full-blown. Living by the code in China, COVID-era controls may outlast the virus. The country has instituted a wide range of high-tech controls on society as part of a mostly successful effort to stop the virus. The consequences may endure. Don't have to go any further than that. Um, Mostly successful, like I mentioned before, it's a show and tell. Um, We have everybody look to China and see how they're authoritarian ways. Uh, are good against the virus and will make you safe. People are crazy even not to pick up on this. So we leave you in the Sunday Review with the opinion pieces of uh, the week from the New York Times guest essay, I worked at Facebook, it's not ready for this year's election wave. So basically, this story is about, uh, by Katie Harbath, Uh, the world is not ready for the coming electoral tsunami, neither is Facebook, with so many elections on the horizon. Just hear me out here. France, Kenya, Australia, Brazil, the Philippines, and the United States will hold elections this year. The conversation should focus on how Facebook is preparing So she goes into this article and says that uh, because of the Russian interference, so basically some Facebook uh, sites or ads uh, swayed the 2016 election. Um, And so she works on that premise, and she goes, oh, we're not ready this year of the Russian infiltrating Facebook that's going to, Um, sway all these elections. So in France and in all these countries, there is going to be a tsunami for sure. It's a conservative tsunami against the liberal governments there. And she's going to blame it or she's setting up the lie or the PSYOP that it's Russia or some sort of hacking or or something. So at the same time, they're trying to fortify cheating and then claiming that uh, it's a way to stay safe. This other opinion piece by Farhad Banju, we might be in a simulation how much how much should that worry us um This is basically talks about um imagine that when your grandparents uh were teenagers, they got their hands on a ground ba- groundbreaking new gadget, the world's first fully immersive virtual reality entertainment systems these were silly goggles that you see everywhere now, the device was more than matrixy, a stylish headband stuffed with electrodes that somehow tapped directly into the human's brain's perception system. So he's basically uh, warning about uh, virtual reality is going to consume culture, or at least all the people that are already immersed in video technology. This anyway is a sort of out of there scenario, I keep thinking about as I ponder the simulation hypothesis, the idea lately much discussed among technologists and philosophers that the world around us could be a digital figment, something like a simulated world of a video game. Well, you have to understand something that your perception, you're uh, perceiving light waves, but you're not a dream in some guy who's plugged into a greater artificial intelligence. Um, We are plugged into the uh, great intelligence of Jehovah, the creator, and the simulation we're having is like a dream from God. So, but it's projected out through radiance in light waves or light particles. Get to know your quantum physics. Okay, so we're going to leave you with the Talking Heads today. Uh, first up is Victoria Newland. She is a leftist, um, Politico, uh, you know, Council of Foreign Relations type uh, foreign policy expert uh, that the Democrats like to use. And um, she, I believe, is part of the intelligence operation. She does work for the State Department. If people didn't know, the seventh floor of the State Department runs intelligence services. And that's why when Mike Pompeo became CIA, head of the CIA, he goes, this isn't where I need to be. I need to be ahead head of the State Department. All right, Victoria Newland, uh, let's listen to this person uh, along with Maggie Brennan, rattle sabers for a couple minutes.
2: Let's go now to Victoria Newland, the State Department Undersecretary for Political Affairs. Good morning to you, Ambassador. <clears throat> Russia has given itself the capability, if it wanted, for a full invasion, not just an incursion.
3: What? Uh, a massive potential invasion of all of Ukraine, including cyber attacks, including incursion from Belarus, where
2: he is moving up to 30,000 troops there as well. Russia may deploy tactical nuclear weapons to, to the border. Is there any indication of that type of buildup?
3: Uh, There have been some loose talk from folks in Russia. Seeking to destabilize the government. Uh, But as you know, uh, Russia already has tactical nuclear weapons in Kaliningrad and elsewhere that can range Europe.
2: To show the potential of this kind of conflict. Can you sort of put in perspective what the strategy is here
3: seeking to destabilize the government
2: is this about containing the threat from becoming a regional war well for
3: for threat you feel from us first uh given ukraine the kinds of defensive lethal equipment seeking to destabilize the government massive package of economic sanctions so that if he does move on ukraine uh, he will feel it acutely, as will Russian people in terms of their economy.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, it will uh, have
2: a crushing blow on them. Ukraine's President Zelensky said Friday that his country is aware of these risks, but they don't want panic. Uh, panic is not a policy. Russia may deploy tactical nuclear weapons.
3: You know, deterrence is best when there's a little bit of strategic ambiguity around exactly what we are going to do seeking to destabilize the government. You're
0: the Nazis, socialists, commies, authoritarians. I'm tired of being quiet. Dear God. Yeah, do you believe that? Panic is not a policy. Even though they're trying to psyop everybody into fearing Russia, um, the Russia is afraid of what the West is doing. They're encroaching. And I'm not a, a Russophile or anything like that. I'm just saying that look at the facts look at the facts whether it's with covid or the war war with russia I mean, we've been fighting a proxy war with russia for years now all right last up hey look no, nothing against well brian stevenson i'm sure he's well meaning and he's done a lot of great things for people that are wrongly convicted which indeed is justice and i have no problem with him building uh this memorial um, you know, it commemorates lynchings and stuff. I don't I don't know, I don't know if I agree with that, but what you know, whatever, as long as it's in in, in where it happened in Montgomery or what have you. I don't have a problem with Brian Stevenson, but the problem is that in this interview he equates slavery and racial injustices in the South to present day US criminal justice systems and critical theory, critical race theory in particular. But critical theory is not defensible. And equating, telling kids that people that go to jail now is because of slavery. That's not, or simple people, it doesn't have to be children, but simple people. You can't equate people, even though there are injustices going on, and, and there are plenty of injustices in the world. People can't equate criminal injustices that are happening now in the penal system to slavery or Jim Crow or Selma, Alabama, the Pettus Bridge. It's not the same. The lynchings, it's not the same. Lynchings and the penal system are not the same thing, even though the death penalty is involved. If you're a visitor to
1: Montgomery, Alabama... The name Brian Stevenson is everywhere. His nonprofit, the Equal Justice Initiative, created this memorial to the 4,400 victims of lynchings in America. You might have heard this term, critical race theory. <laughs> I have. Each of these monuments represents a county where uh, lynchings took place. It's called the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. You're you're pushing everybody's faces in the shame of this place's ugly history. Those bigger issues are obvious in his latest achievement, a 40,000 square foot museum that traces the entire history of American racism. People like you are trying to make us feel ashamed of America. You've heard this term critical race theory. It's easier for Americans to memorialize something that was done to us than it is to memorialize something we did to others. Yes, and that's the irony. Country enslaved black people for two and a half centuries. We tortured and terrorized black people for a century. People like you are trying to make us feel ashamed of America. We continue to imprison and incarcerate and punish people of color in ways that are not proportionate. What? You have heard this term critical race theory. A country of enslavers and lynchers and segregators and executioners. You might have heard this term critical race theory. <laughs> I have. People are saying like you are trying to make us feel ashamed of America. A country of enslavers, lynchers, and segregators and executioners. You might have heard this term critical race theory. I don't want to punish America for this history. Is there a connection between slavery then and incarceration now? Oh, absolutely. You're, you're pushing everybody's faces in the shame of this place's ugly history. From the outside, it seems like your work generally falls into two categories. There's all this which is education about the past, uh, lynchings and slavery. And then there's your real job, which is representing people who have been unfairly incarcerated. Is there a connection between slavery then and incarceration now? Oh, Oh, absolutely. What? You might have heard this term, critical race theory. I don't want to punish America for this history. You
0: idiot! My problem with that whole report is they kept saying, we, we did this to them. We... We hung people up by bridges and lynched them. We enslaved African-Americans or Africans at the time. We did this. We, we, we as America. I'm like, hey, man, that's not my fucking America. I didn't do it. My dad didn't do it. My grandparents didn't do it. My all my ancestors had nothing to do with that. 80% of the people that live in America now came after slavery we didn't have anything to do. With. Stop saying we. I don't know. I don't even know why you m- want to memorialize this this crap. I know you know you shouldn't forget, but you're tearing down statues of other shit that we shouldn't forget. Don't understand it. It's critical race theory. If people don't know what critical race theory is, look up critical theory. It's criticizing everything until the obstacles of your progressive plan go away. It's the way to undermine establishments. You just keep criticizing them until eventually it cracks. You can criticize America. I don't care if you criticize America. But at a certain point, you have to go, hold on there, right? Where else in the world are your individual liberties secure in the Constitution of this constitutional republic? See you next week. Rudy's Revelation...